Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, and welcome to Amongst Best Friends Podcast. I'm your host here, Johnny Latarp, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Lechnet. How are we all doing today, Sean? Good morning. John, how, how are you, John? Good morning. Good morning. You know, it, it's, it's funny catching you. Yeah, Latarp. There's a story behind that. Do you want to know yeah, about me. it? I want to hear this. All right, so I needed to borrow a tarp to transfer some material to a job site. I was doing construction at the time, and I could not get a tarp. Now, I could have actually just went to the store and bought one. That would have made a lot more sense. How much could they possibly be? Like 20 bucks, 30 bucks or so? No. You know what Johnny the Tarp does? He takes a kid's pool and covers the material with the kid's pool. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I thought my genius plan was going to work. I was going to cover it. What, I mean, it, a pool's technically a tarp it, at that it's a, point. It's a cover. I would, you know, yeah. I would call that a lid, maybe. Right. <laughs> if you could hold water inside, it could keep water on the outside. <laughs> That's that right? was that your was reasoning. The, that was the process. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The the the, the point of equivalent exchange, if you will. So um, wait, did that? How did it end? Did it did it work? Oh yeah, I, I, it did work. But I I. Uh, I kind of lied about it to my partner at the time, and she came up with the nickname uh, Johnny the Tarp because I essentially took the, the the pool to use as a tarp, and she never let me live that's it down. That's great. No, that's great. I'm gonna call you Tarpy. I thought it was a, I, I I thought it was very clever, and then you know Sean Lecknet, I, I just had to you know add you in somehow to some kind of covering of whatever, and uh, you know. Now you got to listen to my dumb dumb jokes, uh, Sean. How are you today? Oh, uh, John. Well, um, it's it's been a, it's been a good week for me actually. Started off on a. I'm glad to hear. Started that, off kind of shaky. Uh, I know we took a week off, and uh, which which is which is good. We did. I think I'm gonna keep. We're gonna some kind of. We're gonna make this work where it's just uh, it just yeah. always feels natural, never forced. Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, we, we when we make our episodes, you know, Sean puts a lot of work and time and energy into this, and, you know, I feel like um, it's hard for me to, to uh, meet the time requirements in order to get that episode completed during that week, and um, just really grateful that you're always there to help me pick up some of that slack, buddy. I just want you to know, and I appreciate that. No, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to, to have someone yeah. to talk to. But right. I'm also like I'm I'm becoming fascinated with uh, the inner workings of uh, audio engineering. I guess you want to call it as as. Well, I'm glad I could provide you a hobby in that sense. Exactly. Um, my video yeah. games have uh, have hit a wall right now, so I need to I need to move to something else right now. And this this yeah. is this is perfect for me. 
Yeah, too much uh, Dynasty Warriors 2 for your pleasure. Huh? <laughs> Dynasty Warriors 5, actually. Oh, um, excuse me, 5. Yes, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know they somehow, went into the 5 PS2. <laughs> I still can't save China, so... <laughs> you can't um, save it. Which is a weird thing for, for me to... It's a weird goal, I think, actually. But um, but back to a, I had a, I had a weird experience. Um, I wouldn't say a weird experience. I had a I had a mishap uh, about a week a week and a half ago. I want to say. Uh, I was okay. talking to my partner, and we were like watching a movie or whatever, and I had said some kind of cynical joke, but it came off so dry and so tasteless that she thought I was being like mean a jerk yeah like a, jer- yeah. a jerk yes a jerk and so she called me out for being a jerk right away and my initial reaction was to shut down get quiet get angry and bubble up i was bubbling up waiting for mm-hmm. for and like the energy between us quickly diminished to two people kind of sitting there and it was such yeah. a, a toxic horrible environment that I, I felt I was trapped in that I couldn't get and I knew I, I in my back of my head I, I, I heard I heard myself say you know breathe calm down you know mm-hmm. give it give it five minutes you're gonna feel like an idiot in five minutes and this is all gonna be over and but the energy was so like palpable like she she had to address it she had to say something and I'm that I'm that asshole that hates when their attitude is kind of rubbed in their face, and that made me bubble up more. And mm-hmm. I realized that my anger style is a mixture of of, of bubbling, of, of holding it in, and then ex- yeah, like pushing and then exploding, it down. Yeah, you know? I'm very similar in that regard. I've never really hold, saw it as like boiling. Um, I always saw it as like uh, a cold anger. You know, like. Nothing that I can do is going to make the situation better, first of all. But it's weird in my head because, like, I want to fix the problem. I want it to, like, yeah. you know, go away, essentially, is what my, my first thought process is during that. But um, I just sit so calmly angered and nothing really comes out other than just the anger, you know? I am cold to my responses. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, you know, very short and 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 terse with my uh my 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 sayings. And uh that that cynicism that you were explaining to me just now. Uh, very relatable, Sean. I got to tell you. Uh very relatable. Uh in my sense of humor, it's like nobody knows when I'm joking or yeah. not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm hard to read. And uh I'm hard to read too. I'm hard to read too, and I I noticed that some people, like my partner, for instance, my partner breaks jokes that are that are like meant to just I don't diffuse. know diffuse the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah diffuse the situation is the best. I, and I'm so short fused, and I'm lit, right? I'm lit, and it's not working. It's hard for me to. It's it's hard to start that 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 bomb fuse from going out. You know? No. And uh, I, I think it's just important to remember that we are human, right? We are going to make mistakes. We are going to make laps in judgment. That's just the way it is, guys. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it's part of the practice before becoming perfect. And, that, and you just said it. You perfectly said it. Um, don't beat yourself up. Because in our self-esteem episode, we talked about beating ourselves up oh, yes. and blaming ourselves. And yep. dude, as soon as I was in that angry spot, I instantly started hating myself and blaming myself for for being an instigator and and not for calming down quick enough and i'm not i'm not i'm not 
I'm not there yet to where I can just calm down like that. So it's okay that, you know, I had a lapse, you know? I, you know... Absolutely. We, yes, we may have gotten... Lapses are going to happen. Yes, and we, you know, we did get loud at each other, and I, I am completely resentful for that. And mm-hmm. But the cool part is that we we don't we don't hate each other and we're not we're not not forgiving each other i mean these these attitudes are inexcusable but at the same time when you're aware of it and you're making the steps to better yourself uh we've been able to forgive each other much quicker right and we're not holding resentments anymore i mean i still have my couple of resentments and you know but I'm 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 getting much better at at letting go of these of letting go of these and starting to forgive myself too, and it's it's to to con- to continue this on um, even at my my attitude at my at my corporate America job um, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself I'm finding myself much more of a pleasure to be around I'm walking up to people much more easily now. And oh, that's fantastic. it's all self-esteem related. I know this is all self because when I first started, you know, I was cold. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't. Know, I never knew what to say. I'm always thinking like I don't. I have nothing. to Do you to feel say. like you had like an attitude on the job yes. site? Yes, and, and you know, you yeah. can only see my eyes. Right. Oh, you can always see the eyes. Yes. Now, which I thought was really interesting. I was actually. Uh, I wanted to mention that. You know, it seems like the eyes have become the most important facial recognition now that we don't have like something. To, I have to uh, show something. So much emotion All of it. through just yeah. the eyes. I have to show just the laughter. I have to show like, you know, the sarcasm. The you know the the, the understanding. Mm-hmm. I have to do all of that with my eyes now, and it's 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 amazing how we how the whole face can be read like a book, and now we're being yeah. trained what you just said to only look at the eyes, and yeah, I I, I just I just noticed that like two days ago, you know, and. Um... Um, COVID has really changed how we how we interpret our, our feelings, how we interpret our time, how we interpret uh, our relationships. I, I think it's changed um, people's perspective of having this uh, resource of, of time now and, and, and time that you want to spend on whatever you want to spend it on. And... Uh, I don't think that things were like that back in 2019. I, I think that we were so distracted from being busy, from being on 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 uh, on the clock, if you will, that we don't know what to do with this time that we have now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's crazy to me. Like, it, it's such a simple thing that we never think about. Like, what do I want to do with my time? Do I want to spend it like watching TV and you know counting down the time frame until I have to like work Go to like work. A slave again, yeah. you know. It, it, it's it's interesting. I'm seeing people um, want to a move out of the more populated areas, like in the city. And for in, and that's a good example for me specifically because like what's going on on my side of the field is uh, I plan to move soon. I'm getting out of the city. Um, I, I love Philadelphia. I love all the people here. I love uh, all of the events that I went to and uh, uh, some of the historical pieces of history. Definitely. I went to the, uh, the, the 2020 election uh, parade in Philadelphia, which was really cool. <laughs> um, I thought that was a great time. There's so many other things like that. I love Olsen. Um, but, 
I love Old City too, you know? I remember like seeing like the Liberty Bell for the first time. I just walked through the Liberty Bell Garden and things like that. You can't really like get close enough unless you go inside the building, mm-hmm. which I'm not paying 20 bucks no, for. No, it's it. a bell. It's right there in the window. <laughs> I get it. It's a bell. Yeah, I, stands for Liberty, right? Is it Liberty? Okay, I got it. You know? No, it's true. Um, Independence Hall, though. I... Independence yeah. Hall would be cool to see, yeah. I think. Maybe I'll check that out before I leave, if it's still open during COVID time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we're moving. Uh, we're going down to uh, the, the, the shore area Woo! where I seem to uh, thrive the most. And uh, Congratulations, let's sir. Let's see here. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really uh, excited about it. I wanted to say also why I'm excited about it. What are some of the things that are making me excited about it? And I wrote a couple down for you. Uh, the first thing is three words, infinite hot water. Wow. Infinite hot water, baby. I never yeah, even thought it, about that. I didn't think about that. I didn't even know that was an option, but it, this house has that. <laughs> so I could have like a two-hour shower. I, I, of course, you would have to deal with the water bill of that. But infinite <laughs> hot water, though, like can, it never stops. Awesome. <laughs> I know. I thought that was really cool. You can um, make uh, cheese. Uh, <laughs> Why cheese? No, you, you need hot, nice hot water to make mozzarella cheese, but... I didn't yeah, know we'll, that, really? We'll get into that when we get into our hobbies. <laughs> right. Uh, another thing that it has is a uh, separate uh, garage, which I'm planning to turn into a uh, studio workroom yeah. slash uh, secret laboratory. Going to need some sequestering in there for those kind of projects. Ooh, a workbench. Yeah. <laughs> a workbench. Damn right. Hell yeah. I'm going to make a workbench. Fuck Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah, Uh, it has a beautiful backyard. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed once or twice in some of the videos that you saw, but I do have some dogs. Uh, They are puppies still, and maybe one of these days I'll put them onto uh, uh, the Instagram. Uh, I I just found our Instagram for the first time. Oh, uh, ours amongst friends? uh, Yeah, amongst friends. (laughs) Yeah. So I was I I was gonna I was gonna put a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Send me some. They can be the uh, the mascot for this episode. Hell yeah, that sounds yeah. great. And uh, what else is going on? Um, I, I've been nonstop busy. Uh, that's one of the reasons as to why we didn't have an episode last mm-hmm. week and why we're changing the time today. You know, it's interesting to catch you in the morning, Sean. I feel like I'm much more like alert and wake compared to like when we normally do our time frame episodes, which is usually like six or seven. It's 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 you my know? fault. I feel like uh, when we first set this I, up, I I just put I, a, I just put fault. a time out there that I knew I wasn't doing shit. But in reality, right. I don't do shit now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of had the same thought process. I'm like, why don't I just do this like first thing in the morning with Sean? Yeah. Right? I, cause, like, cause, that makes way more yeah. sense to try to do it at like six at o'clock. Six, or I'm not stone. at six. Yeah, I'm 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 like I'm like having I'm like one beer yeah. in at that point, and right. I can't have coffee. And it's so it's two different personalities you're gonna see. Wait, you can't have coffee? I can't have coffee oh, because it's still so late yeah, in the day. I'll be I'll be yeah. up till yeah. I agree. Jeez. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, on that note, forbid, right? cheers, cheers. Cheers, uh, buddy, quick, to, a, to a fresh cup of coffee. Quick segue. In the I uh, first yeah. time I put I put um oat milk in my coffee. Um, oh really? I, How do you like I the usually oat milk? just do coffee black? The oat milk, oh. dude, is like a it's like a dream of yeah. of cream and coffee and flavor. Uh, highly recommend oat milk. Uh, That's good. I'm using some kind of um. um Strawberry, white raspberry, chocolate uh, creamer. I already know it's it, yeah, it, it's so sweet that it hurts my teeth, but I can't stop drinking it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh. Can I ask you a quick question um, about 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 yeah, uh, housing? Um, 
and I think this is really important because I feel like a lot of people in our generation aren't buying houses. And well, uh, okay, I I, I, I disagree in, in terms of things, but continue. No, 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 uh, yeah. Um, uh, UK, you UK, because you have a different see, perspective, I guess, than, than I I do. see a lot of people moving. I see a lot of young single families coming in from, like, the city going out to the suburbs area. And I'm just thinking in, like, the Philadelphia area. I can't tell you how many times I've run into uh, potential neighbors in, in the city outside of the city now. It didn't, I'm talking about, like, you know, the metro area surrounding Philadelphia. That includes, like, things like Cherry Hill, uh, Marlton, going down into Burlington, maybe going up a little bit closer to, like, Sicklerville or more towards the east, which is what my plan is, going south and east mm-hmm. to uh, to the Cape May area. That's where you're going to see me and my lovely new setups. But can I, So I wanted to ask, um, what what was the stress level going into that? Um, what, you know, did it feel like a, a goal that you wouldn't be able to accomplish that you realized was easy to accomplish? Like what was, what was your original feeling? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good feeling. It's stressful, um, to, to do the house because one of the things that we're dealing with right now is finding somebody to take our lease into the apartment that we have right now. Um, that's on us, as me for me and my partner. That's up to us to put the pictures online. It's up to us to make the listings on Craigslist or you know uh, Zillow or Rental.com or however you decide to do this process. And it was up to us to essentially provide the rate, rental agency a new tenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. That's what we did successfully so far. Potentially, we have somebody that may be interested. Uh, we're going to pay for the fee for the application, which I think is like 50 bucks or yeah, so. Yeah. And um, that was the biggest headache besides the actual process of moving. And I don't know if anybody's had to move recently. I uh, Yeah, exactly. Me too, <laughs> uh, about two years ago. And, uh, oh, speaking of two years ago, I just wanted to put out there that uh, me and my partner just celebrated two years together but just yesterday and we're filming this episode on valentine's day by the way guys uh ladies and gentlemen and uh just want to say to all the happy couples all the happy single people and maybe not some of the happy single people happy valentine's day oh you know excellent excellent happy Valentine's. love yourself yes love others love the world that you live in good yes all right Yes, and this is usually when I would be a cynical asshole and be like, it's a corporate holiday, go fuck yourself. And I say that all the time. Poor Emmy, she's like, do you, what do you want to do for well, Valentine's Day? I'm like, well, fucking nothing. Uh, make your own card. Uh, grow yeah. your own flowers. Make it so make it special for you. Make it, make it make sense for you. You don't have to pick up yeah. the hallmark tradition of what Valentine's Day is. And I realize that. My partner loves, loves the silly, fun, lovey stuff. Just because I'm a cynical, dry dick doesn't mean that I have to translate that to her. So make it yourself, make it unique, make it for you, and you can yeah. have twice as much fun. And when you make those things special, they remain special. If you make time for your partner and you're with them all the time, how is that really special? It becomes... You know, how do you separate the time frames that, you, the, the, those moments that are so important, so critical... When you're talking to somebody across the table, how often do we forget that? Yeah, it becomes, um, the hu- I feel like the human mind is wired to kind of, once things become normalized, like routine, uh, we tend to forget. We kind of, are, 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 you know, like, have you ever driven home one night 
on a on a road you've taken a hundred times, and you pull in you mm-hmm. pull into your parking spot, and you're like, wait, I don't remember passing any stop signs or stopping at any lights. So I I do do that, except not like in that it, it's in the car, but it's on the turnpike or on a major highway where I'm doing like seventy miles an and hour. And you're like, or did higher. I pass anybody? And I'm just like. <laughs> Did, did did I did I miss an exit? Like I don't remember getting this close to my exit. I, I just stared at the cl- at the road for like an hour and a half without looking at the clock, and boom, I'm here. It's just you know, it's like autopilot. So sometimes. keep that in perspective when you're living with someone. Um, you know, like the little idiot. Uh, you know, like, like you you're going to not remember every detail, and make make the same routine special. And that's all. That's that's all I'm saying. So I'm I'm for Valentine's yeah. Day now. Uh, I'm 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 not against Valentine's Day. My stances on that is that I'm not buying people cards. Yes, of course. Yeah, you know, fuck Hallmark. I, Sorry. Yeah, Hallmark can can eat a dick. Yes. Um, not nothing personal, Hallmark. You know, I still love your birthday. Oh no, cards, it's personal so here. You know that. Fuck you. Yeah. Eight dollars <laughs> for a card. Go fuck yourself. But it has glitter on it, Sean. How could you deny the glitter? <laughs> Oh man, I love when we get off topic. <laughs> no, but I really uh, do. You want to jump back on topic? Um, I would like to get back on topic because we have a really, really, really exciting yeah, show. Yeah, John, today. What, what, um, what are we talking about? So here's the thing, guys. Right now, what we have to is an axis of time, and what do we want to do with that? A lot of people have been suggesting maybe travel, and. I don't think that's a bad idea. I've done a couple of road trips before, and I've traveled across uh, the country and the globe, honestly. And um, I'm not going to relay some of those things right now, but some of the places that I've been to is like, you know, doing that stupid eat, love, pray kind of book. I went to Italy. I went to India. I didn't go to Burma. I think that's where the other place is, is Burma. But I still want to go there. And um, I've seen some really amazing stuff in if we're going to stay within the u.s continental you know i've been to arizona uh to see the grand canyon uh sean you used to live in florida so you saw some crazy shit down there probably some gators and stuff and um what i wanted to do is in terms of this is we all know where disney world is we all know where six flags great adventure is uh at least the people near uh new jersey kind of new york it's great and Oh, excuse me, Great Escape in New York. Um, We all know these destinations. What we wanted to focus on is some areas that have some very interesting, strange folklore or uh, uh, oddities on the road that you, as a driver and as a a person that has some free time, uh, that can go and check these things out. Now, um, we wrote down, I wrote down four. How many do you have? I have four that I'm going to talk about. Okay, I have four that I have uh, that, that I, I will go into some detail about as well, and um, but I can show I have websites with lists yeah. for days. And, and, and if you're interested in learning more about these things, I'm going to put out this book right here. This is the book that I use to get my information, which is the Weird US series. Um, I thought that was really good. Uh, it has like stories of the actual narrator uh, editor writing the, the the story out and then some um, um, some I, I, I guess personnel that actually had those events happen to them and uh, one of the ones that I'm just gonna kick it off right away Sean if you don't yeah mind, uh, they they, is, you could, is, they also have their website which is still up and running uh, weird, is it? I mean, yeah, weird check. US um, and they on their website they have uh, tour guides this the uh, disclaimers 
and what the weird U.S. is oh, all wow, about. Oh wow! Look at that. Yeah. So um, if you don't want to, if you don't have the book, I I recommend checking out the website. Yeah. Jump on in, baby. So, uh, where are we going? Where are we yeah, going first? Uh, now, here's the first one, and I know this is a little bit of a pipe dream because it's just so far away, but it's in Hawaii. All right. And in Hawaii, there is, let me get the page open. This is page 85 in my book. I wrote that down. We're going to talk about the Mene Hue. How do you, how do you right. spell that real quick? M-E-N-E-H-U-N-E. Got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look along as you, as you go into this. Yeah, why don't you? Because it's, it's actually kind of fun. Um, let's see here. Here they are, Menehune. Small wonders, the miniature Menehune of Hawaii. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. This is cute. The folklore. Yeah, I know that's really <laughs> cute. So the folklore of many nations around the world includes stories of magical little people. The most famous are the leprechauns of Ireland. In Hawaii. It is the mischievous Menehune who are said to haunt the deep forests or mountains of the, uh, uh, I'm going to try my best not to fuck this word up, uh, Puakapele. So I guess that's one of the main mountain ranges in Hawaii. Uh, they come out mostly at night, though, to play tricks on people or to serve them if they feel inclined. The mythology of the Menehune is as old as Polynesian history. Some say that the great god Maui himself was one of the tiny creatures. When the first Polynesians arrived in Hawaii, they found dams, fish ponds, and even temples, all presumably built by Stop. the Menehune. Yeah, who were already there living in the caves. The creature is said to be about two feet high, although as small as six inches have been seen, supposedly. They are naked, but the long straight hair that falls to their knees keeps them warm and discreet. Apparently, no two are the same, and they can be moody, malicious, and dangerous one day, harmless the next. But they are always tricky, Sean. They're tricky fuckers, <laughs> and therefore should be avoided unless a special favor is needed of them. Now, what kind of special favors could those possibly be? Well, I took some liberty to finding out things uh, on, on my own research in terms of that. One thing is, we talked about the lake. There's a lake there called Ale Coco, who that was supposedly built by the Menahune themselves okay. now that only comes out of the night hours making it difficult already to see their awesome craftsmanship but here's the thing about them they are like mystical dwarf people native to the island itself right so what they do is they're superb craftsmen sean as i said before making all these things even roads and canoes works of art essentially now to make it even harder for the people living near them they can only be seen by the children of the Menehune, which may imply that they got a little frisky during the night times and uh, bonded over with humans that they've already grown attached to. Um, and then finally, for the little bit of little folklore, deep history dive, it's said that the Menehune must craft their masterpiece before the sun rises each night. And if they are unlucky enough to have it done by first light, some lucky villager could wake up to a nearly created craft. <laughs> and that just says, you know, not pots of gold at the end of this rainbow, only the canoe. <laughs> Dude, oh, I love it. You know, this reminds me of um, uh, Princess Mononoke, the forest spirits. Um, yeah, yeah, it kind of does, right? right? Uh, I mean, they didn't build anything, but uh, I see here uh, the fish ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. I also see that their favorite food is 
It's bananas. Or, or I think it's my Mahai, uh, whatever. My eye. I, sorry. I, horrible. Oh, yeah, my eye. Uh, and they also like fish. Um, yeah, I, I have I have on here as favorite foods are yeah, bananas yeah, and yeah, fish. Yeah, my high would be banana, I guess, and and Hawaiian. Yeah. Sorry. Now Wikipedia says that this is really just folklore information, and you know, uh, should be treated as such. Tre- treated as such, and uh, well, I didn't really see any uh, 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 little tidbits of information of individuals seeing the Menahune of Hawaii. But, you know, you never know. You know, we have Bigfoot. We got, you know, supposedly a Jersey Devil. Why can't we have Hawaiian leprechauns? every state you know? has, a, has, a, has a local legend, has a cryptid. Um, and yes, correct. Yeah, I've run across those podcasts all the time that, that do deep dives into, into all the local cryptids. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I again, there's the cynical asshole in me wants to say mm. science doesn't allow this to happen, blah, blah, blah. But... There's also still that 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 magic and that wonder in me that that likes to believe that there's something more. There's that there's something that we don't. I mean, there's so much that we don't understand as humans, you know, looking mm-hmm. looking into space. But I also think there's so much to this planet that we yet to have understand or can possibly comprehend. Right. And, I mean, it makes me kind of think of like honestly ghosts in that sense because I want to believe that ghosts are real. I want to, uh, and I do, I feel like ghosts are real. Um, but there's a part of my mind that's truly the most skeptical part that it says, like, you know, those things can't exist. Understandable. But you know what? It's the magic of living in the moment. It's the magic of wondering whether or not this could really be exist. And if it doesn't exist, pretend that it does. <laughs> What's the harm in pretending oh, a little bit? Oh, my partner would love, love, love that. Because uh, uh, she tells me all the time, like, you know, you're such a bore. You're, you're ruining. You're ruining it for me, and it's like it's true. Mm-hmm. I I can because I I try and get to the facts and the answers right away. I can tend to to, to drag down the the situation and the and the energy of the of the moment. You know, have fun, man. Like, have fun. Kids. Just like the Betty Huda, yeah, you know. Exactly. They have to build a canoe in one night, otherwise it disappears. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Think about how they feel about the situation. Oh, that's perfect. That's a perfect. I would. Hawaii is on. Is definitely on on our list. Um, there's so much to fucking do in Hawaii. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's uh, it's. Uh, my brother went to Hawaii, and he said it was one of the most beautiful places that he's ever been to in his entire life. You know, he remembers clearly looking at the stars on the beach, and seeing the entire galaxy. All for her him to see. You know exactly. Oh my god. St- I would love to go fucking check out the stars and the uh, at the uh, the observatories yeah, there. Dude. The observatories. Yeah. Oh my god. I I can only imagine how it looks to 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 be a in that altitude, but b to have that clear field of vision and just nothing but the Pacific Sea as your background. <laughs> I I picture Hawaii like Florida, but with uh-huh. with good people, uh, with with decent yeah. human beings. Wait, are 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 you saying that there's bad people in no, Florida? No, I'm just saying, Florida, that... get your fucking act together, man. Uh, I don't know what you're doing down there. Uh... You know how I always kind of saw that? <laughs> Florida is just filled with, like, all the alphas of, like, cultures, you know? And you, you, you see, like, everybody fighting for competition of being the alpha On their boats. Of Florida. On their boats, yeah. boats as they go down the waterways. Like, right, I got right. it, guys. <laughs> But hey, to each their own. If you're happy and that's to what you do, own. good for you. I don't have a boat, so yeah, I'm a little if, jealous. All right. 
if you if you like being the alpha male in that situation, go right down there and rock your socks yeah, off, pal. Yeah, uh, West Palm Beach is is looking for you. Uh, so is Tampa. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the whole place. It just it smells like it smells like sun tanning lotion. It's great, great place. It smells like I I always thought it smelled like alligator poop, <laughs> but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> It's probably just the zoo or alligator world. Disney, alligator world. Disney World smelled like you know the back of like Mickey's ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I still don't get how people can can go down there in July or August. I know. What are you? You're thinking? surrounded. Go, go somewhere colder. You're surrounded by 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 buildings that are absorbing the light and the heat. It's just, dude. Ugh. The whole place just absorbs heat. All that concrete and sun poisoning. Asphalt. Gosh. Anyway, but if that's your thing, good for you. Uh, I have a lot of friends that you. go to Disney all like once a month. Uh, once yeah. a month? Who goes uh, once a month? I, I have a friend. Uh, she goes once a month, and she she always send me a picture of of her in Disney. Wow. She goes there for like jogs and and running around. Um, yeah, that's cool. Or sorry, running around, uh, 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 like marathons, I guess. But um, but yeah, it's some people. It's 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 you know my my brother always takes his kids. Uh, to, to Disney, mm-hmm. some people just really find again the magic in it. Uh, there is magic there for some people. It's not there for me, but uh, I would love to share the magic with somebody else someday, maybe. I think it would be better. I agree with you. I think it would be better if I shared the experience with somebody else to make it magical. And I agree with that. Exactly. It's not so. It's not so magical when it's by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think you just feel kind Trust of mad, me. honestly. <laughs> Uh, You're watching the fireworks, just wondering who, who could be holding my hand right now. <laughs> Sad. Sad. I don't know who would pay that much money to go by themselves. Uh, I don't either, but I'm sure I'm there's sure some there weirdos out there. there is definitely people that watch families. All right, sorry. We're not going to get sidetracked. All right. Um, getting here, sidetracked. let me jump into to a place that I picked. I, I would love to know where exactly Sean Now, this is a little bit on the, the opposite side of what you just said. And okay, mm, later. I'm going to say, uh, out of all my places... This is the only place like this. Um, it, nothing else is going to be as dark. Uh, but it is yeah. history. And I think it's a history that we cannot forget. I think it's a history that's even more important right now. Uh, as this country moves forward with uh, reform of our, of our uh, archaic systems that we use to prison people and that we use to treat mental health. Uh, my first spot, John, but up, but up, but up. Is Ba-da-ba-dum. called the Willard Psychiatric Hospital in Ooh. Ovid, New York. Ooh, uh, it's right Ovid, off. It's New right. York. It's it's in a it's on a scenic lakeside, Lake Seneca, one of the Finger Lakes. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 seriously the Finger Lakes are such a you know serene, beautiful landscape. I love biking out here, and I was able to bike. Uh, I'm in Auburn. I was able to bike down to to Seneca Lake. And Ovid, it took me about uh, two hours to get down there. Uh, awesome ride. And when I was there, I st- did you? I'm, I'm sorry. Be, before you continue, did you ride your bike or did no, you drive I, there? No, I boke. I, I biked. I didn't know where I was going when I first, you know, when I first moved here in August. I hopped on the bicycle and just took roads. Um, really? Any, if you go any direction in Auburn, in five minutes you're at, you're already out of town and you're in like the the, the countryside. You're in the hills. You're in the farmland. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of wineries out here. Sorry, a lot, a lot of vineyards out here, and um, uh-huh. it's beautiful country. There's a lot of country roads that you can just drive down, or in my case, uh, bike down for hours. So I took one of these roads, 
and I ended up like in Amish country, like in the middle of of New York. I I didn't know the Amish were up in I, New York. I thought they were like on on uh, Lancaster well, down by me. Th- that being said, they they rode horse and buggies, and they had those big hats. Yeah. I assume yeah. they're Amish. I I oh, apologize oh. if they're. Something what else. are they, Quakers? Yeah, so, something else. Um, <laughs> that's my ignorance, and I apologize for that. Uh, they, but I did see a market, and I, I only think Amish have markets, so I'm putting these all together yeah. in my head. And like, uh, so I, I keep going, and I, um, and New York is the land of correctional facilities. Let me tell you, you can't go mm. ten minutes without passing a prison uh, anywhere in this state. This is also the state of like mental hospitals. I think every county has like three or four mental hospitals that are defunct. Anyway, so I'm I'm driving I I'm driving I'm I'm riding down. And I get to uh, Seneca Lake, which I think was my initial target to see if I could make it there. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the biggest. I think it's the biggest lake uh, of the Finger Lakes. And how, you said how? how I, I assume that there's five Finger Lakes because there's five seven, fingers. Seven on your Finger hand. Lakes. Oh, seven yes, finger lakes. Yes. Okay. It's called the finger lakes because the Native Americans believed uh, the gods clawed them into the earth. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's and again, when when you see them from like an airplane, it looks like somebody took a swipe at at New York uh, with their wow. seven fingered hand. But um, but back to my story. Uh, I, I I ended up on this 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 in this small small town. And I saw this giant, like, uh, it looked like a prison to me, uh, but now I know it's a, um, it's a uh, drug treatment, drug and alcohol treatment uh, center for low-level offenders. So it's a rehab? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, they're on lockdown, uh, and, it, you know, it is fenced off, and it's an active building. But I kept going past that to the, to, to the lake, and I saw next to me uh, buildings and buildings of abandoned, of abandoned buildings. And I looked on Google Maps, and I saw it was this huge complex, which was the Willard Psychiatric Center. And to a little history, the land was first purchased in 1853 with the intention to be the Ovid Agricultural College. It was a 440-acre university that opened to classes in December of 1860. Now, what you might remember about the 1860s is we had a little war back then called the 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 American Civil War. So yeah. a lot of the younger people went to go fight in the war, and the college ended up like not doing any business or any. It ended up shutting down for the academia reasons, and mm-hmm. it was bought by Dr. Sylvester D. Willard, who was a general surgeon of New York, who had discovered that those with mental illness and developmental disabilities and epilepsy, even alcoholism, suffered torturous conditions in county-based um, uh, ha- uh, slum houses or, uh, or uh, health, whatever they want to call them, uh, hospitals. So he opened, he, so he, he bought the building with the intent to making it an up-to-date uh, mental health facility. Now, spoiler alert for the mental health facilities of the 1800s, it didn't matter what you thought was good. In today's standards, it's deplorable all across the board. Even, yes. Yeah. It was it was deplorable back then too, from what I uh, understand. Yes. Um, actually, uh, Geraldo Rivera, uh, Geraldo R- R- Rivera, 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 whatever. Um, one of uh-huh. those. Um, he acted in expose on uh, the the mental health facilities across the country, and a lot of yeah. uh, heat was picked up uh, at Willard 
for how they're treating their, their patients. And it ended up, uh, I think they ended up losing funding and they ended up finally getting shut down. Uh, they, or they stopped, they stopped admitting new patients and they let, the, they, they let the rest of them live out their lives. Uh, and I think the last one left in 1995 and then it was shut down uh, shortly after that. So I think there's, um, I forget how many buildings there are, but you can... Uh, <coughs> it reminds me a, a lot of like Pennhurst Asylum, if you've ever yes, heard of that. Yes, yes. In which case, similar scenarios of uh, uh, medical abuse, abuse was occurring yes. and, and neglect, uh, leaving poor handicapped individuals not capable of fending for themselves in these rooms. hard conditions yep. uh, hard yeah overcrowding being one of the the one of the few problems that was occurring there from what i understand now let me ask you this uh it, it, you know i appreciate all the history behind it but currently is there any like folklores or myths behind it uh well let, let me get into that uh this okay. is perfect actually because you talk yeah, you're I'm talking about that, ghost right and yeah I didn't write any ghosts down, by the way, because I wanted to save that for another episode. Of course, of but course. I, I, but I, I, I love hunting ghosts. I love trying to find them. I love learning about the history about them. And, I'm uh, a skeptic, I, I, yeah. I would, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I'd like to hear some of, well, some of the experiences. So this is so a lot of the buildings are, are abandoned, obviously, and they're, they're falling apart, and the complex itself is still being used by uh, the, the, drug and, the Drug and Alcohol Treatment Center. So a lot of the it's be, it's be, it's still being used by well the, there's by a, a couple facility. of the newer buildings are still being used the the whole the whole lot of land I think there's uh, twelve abandoned buildings I could be mistaken there but there are still some that are are being used today and uh, you know when, when when you ride by you can see the buildings and they're fenced off they're overgrown uh, I'll, I'll I'll put a couple pictures uh, right now so we can so we can see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the video, if you're watching uh, this on YouTube, and uh, some of the pictures in here, uh, they offer tours. I, I believe still uh, once a year, the first Saturday in May, and I think it's a 10 to 40 people per tour group, and they you mm. know they, they take you through. I think uh, two or one or two one or two of the buildings that are still you're still able to walk through. A lot of these are, are decrepit and falling apart. And uh, a lot of them are fenced off, and you can't go in them. Uh, I've seen yeah, I've seen sense. some pictures from urban explorers going in there, and it's like an untouched time capsule from the 1800s. Now, oh man, do they have like those old yes, wicker yes. Uh, rocking I'll, chairs? I'll show the pictures right now. They have yeah. they have a lot of really cool, creepy looking equipment, and. Do they, do they have like the autopsy yep, table and yep, stuff dude, like I'm that? I'm looking at it right oh, now. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's so cool. There's an old bowling alley in there. Uh, There's a bowling yeah. alley. Yeah, and this is where the this is the creepy part. So an yeah. urban explorer. I, I believe this is the story. I could be misrepresenting this story, and I apologize. I, I if it if it is messed up, I'll I'll put it in correct uh, quotations right here. Um, but I believe somebody uh somebody snuck in and made their way to the to the attic of one of the buildings. And in the attic, they found suitcases upon suitcases upon suitcases upon suitcases. And it was they were full. Yeah, look it up. If you're looking it up, I want you to look it up right now. They, uh, I'm looking it up right now. They found the patients. What was, what was the, Oh, it's, it's called Willard Psychiatric Hospital in New York. 
Willard Psychiatric. Yeah, Willard Asylum for the Chronic Insane. Oh, in Oven, New yes. York. I see it here. Uh, yeah, look up. Um, if you hit Google Images, I think you might you might find the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ooh, the autopsy and, table. But they also have the suitcases. Uh, somebody found a whole bunch of uh, patients' oh, suitcases I, I see up, it. Up, up in the attic. Up in and the when attic. They went yeah, I see them, that. It was people's belongings. So what happened was, when back in the 1800s, you know, well-to-do families. Uh, did send their, their their loved ones that, that they couldn't you know work with to this place, and they 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 were sent there with their belongings like you know their favorite possessions in the world and some clothes. When they got there, their belongings were taken from them and put up in the attic, never to be seen again. And a lot of these wow. people died at the at the asylum. When I went there, I was able to see the um the the graveyard, and. The graveyard is seg- segregated against uh, amongst religions, and amongst yes, religions, interesting. And it's huge. There's thousands of people buried out there, all by like I think one grave digger. There's a there's a monument to the grave digger there too. It's, mm-hmm. but I think the creepy part is when people are are put into situations like this against their will, and I think that energy can kind of scar the space-time continuum in that area, and that's what we right. observe as ghosts. That's an interesting theory, and, and that's not the first time I've heard yeah, that one I think either. If, if people deal with a lot of suffering, uh, not only is that hard for us living to hear, but I, I do think their energy kind of scars that area. And if you have that much suffering in one area, I guarantee you you're about to see some kind of apparitions or some kind of whatever you want to call it and i would love to go there and see what i can find uh oh my god yeah i'm sure or whatever i i have one of those uh emp readers yes you told me yes yes yeah i I have one of those and a uh i I think they call it a spirit box where it it goes it's it, it 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 rotates through uh radio frequencies really fast and sometimes you can supposedly hear a uh otherworldly voice come through no. Which is interesting because I have seen that done. <laughs> I was there in those experiences. Oh, that's great. And uh, why, while, while some may be skeptical about that as to what they heard, maybe they just heard a quick thing in a radio blip, it sounded like it said hello, yeah. and that creeped me the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, we're not going to get into the, uh, the, the, the skepticism right now, but I do think um, Willard has an awesome, creepy, horrible history. And I would love to go on a tour, check it out, see see how it makes me feel being there. And this is something that we can't forget. I don't think we should tear down these buildings necessarily. I think we should keep this as, you know, hey, we were idiots back then, but now we can be better. We can treat humans with dignity and humility. And But this is where we came from. This is like when, uh, you know, this is, this is still, it's a dark history. But it's mm-hmm. we it have to we have to teach it we have to we have right. to keep and it. we have to acknowledge it too acknowledge it like yes. we have to acknowledge that this happened and learn from the mistakes of our past yes because you know those things in our past tend to uh, repeat itself in the future ultimately yep, like 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 what I do like my my mess ups and lapses and anger and stuff yeah you know? it just goes to show you it's like a full circle. You know, connected. we started at, we started at a great we started at a great point, the point of uh, origin, if you will. And then we go and we take the bend and we go and follow the spiral 
down until we get to the point where we want to change and then we're back at the top of the circle going into the next one yeah so i got a couple short guys for you here i'm gonna save my my long long yes, for same, last same all right so one of the, you know we just talked about like abandoned places and i feel like this is a good segue into that um sean one of the places that i really truly want to go and take you with me is the uh, Yesco, the Young Electric Sign Company Boneyard in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, uh, I already know about this place. A.K.A. the Neon Graveyard. Yes. Now, this is world famous, supposedly. A storage yard is where, this storage yard is where many of the old Las Vegas, Las Vegas casino signs bake in the desert sun, awaiting restoration for the inclusion into the terribly underfunded Neon Museum. Many are junk, unfortunately. There are 15-foot-tall silver slippers, and, and, and one of the coolest attractions of, of the junkyard uh, scrap heap, if you will. But there are some really cool pictures um, in, in, in Google Images that has some of these crazy old signs that have, like, the Neon Boneyard. I see one that has, like, uh, the La Concha <coughs> sign. Uh, another one that has the El Corte Casino, followed by what looks to be like the Monopoly guy in a uh, work jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, dude, it has all the um, all the old casino signs too. Yeah, I I know it has all those old casino signs just filled oh, with concept. lights and pretty colors. Stardust. And uh, Stardust is there. Yep, the Sahara I believe Sassy is there as saloon. well. <laughs> yep, and and the flame. Uh, I think that's the name of that. I see the Riviera as well. And uh, I, I just think, A, it would be a cool thing to walk around in and kind of feel and experience. Yes. Um, some of the old things that brought in all of... Eden Edible. The, 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 the tourist, honestly. You know, it's like a page out of history as to, like, you know, things that many people have tried and unfortunately failed in the past. But still brings a lot of joy. I don't know why, but I, every time I see this, I'm not, like... Normally, when I go to abandoned places, I feel like a very somber kind of attitude, Same. you know. But with this, it, it just feels, it feels fun. So alive, honestly, it feels, it feels like so vivid in in, in all of the signs that you see, all the neon uh, uh, color options. Obviously, uh, it just feels like you're 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 in the a timestamp of 1965, and uh, nobody told the electronics to to, to <laughs> go away you know dude i would love to take pictures there um oh yeah it would be fantastic to to see this and and kind of walk around and you know to be honest if we did get bored there's another place that i want to go that's right in uh nevada and that is uh i'm not sure if you've ever watched ghost hunters uh, no I, I i don't or or ghost adventures nope. No. So there's a guy uh, who, who who's like the main host of that show. He has a museum that has uh, haunted collections of oh, things hell that yeah. he's, he's, he's seen and interviewed throughout his uh, TV career. And uh, that would be Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum in Clark County, Nevada. And uh, I, I've seen some of the weird shit on the TV shows, and I know that some of them are there. I think the Annabelle doll ooh, is there. Ooh, I've seen that. I've seen that picture, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I always wanted to kind of check that out, maybe bring an EMP over there just to see if we could talk to anything or, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just, the experience of it would be the, the, the most surreal part for me. I want to I wanna meet the people also that, that, that work at these places. 
Um, I want to I want to talk to them. You know what you know what what brought them there. And, oh and, my god, that would be so yeah, cool. Yeah, and I want to meet people like I would love to go talk to people that go visit these places too, and what brought them there. And you know, I think everyone has a story to tell, and I think everyone should at least have a chance to share their story. And these these are the places I would love to go uh, meet people. You know, and like I think yeah. that these in these kind of weird places is where you can make some uh, some unusual connections that you wouldn't, you know, in normal day lives, you know. And these connections and might it, last a lifetime. <laughs> I agree. And it just goes to show you, if you build it, they will come. And <laughs> you, that's that's where I meet most of my people in terms of these, is like the places that I want to go to, the places that I want to see, are oftentimes what other people want to see. Hell too. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You know? And if you feel discouraged by not wanting to do like your bucket list of activities, understand that a lot of people have trepidation about change. A lot oh, of yeah. a, a lot of things that uh, go along with being different from my normal schedule, and oftentimes those things are fear. I mean, if and you know? also what 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 fear I get uh, post COVID. Um, when my brother came uh, up here, we went to um, uh, Watkin Glen or Watkin Glens, um, which is uh, a it's a town I think at the bottom of Lake Seneca. Or one of the lakes over there, sorry. <clears throat> and there was a gorge that we wanted to walk through. It's a, it's a beautiful state park. And, you know, online, the park, it, it, it looked pristine. It looked awesome. When we got there, it was like Disney World. Uh, we were shoulder to shoulder in the line. It snaked the entire way up the gorge. There must have been thousands really? and thousands of people out there. This place was never oh built for thousands and thousands of people. Let alone in COVID conditions. In COVID conditions, people are either wearing masks or not wearing masks. And it just, you know, whatever your feelings are, regardless, you're making other people feel. And even if you don't believe in it, I wear a mask so other people feel better. You know, I'm not doing it just yeah, for me. Yeah, I do the same. I, I actually, uh, I am personally doing it for, for myself first of all but when yes, i do my my job my job consists of like you know doing uh at home uh estimates and i'm always wearing a mask when i go into people's of house i'm it's, always it's trying to like wear gloves uh, you know i even put on hand sanitizer before i go in yep. there my objective in terms of those things is to protect myself but ultimately protect the people that i'm you know providing a service to so uh, so to, 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 so a lot of that fear, I think, is how close you are going to be with people. And I'm, I'm not shoving down uh, Watkins Glen at all. Uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to check it out. I'm probably going to, I'm probably oh, going yeah. to do it right after the snow melts a little bit. Um, yeah, but, that'll be a smart point. Always look into where you're going if you think a lot of people are going to persuade you otherwise. Do a little research. Uh, call. Uh, make sure that you you know what you're going into. But yeah, you can always call places and, you know, release a little anxiety that way. Right. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to these spots yourself. You know, for instance, Sean talked about the uh, the, the asylum in, in Ovid, New York. You could go there. You can go to Aleco, uh, did I say that correct? Alacoco, um Lake and see the supposed lake built by the hands of the Menehune. Um, these are real yeah, options not, yeah, that not, yeah. you could go and do. Yeah, like uh, I, I was you know? gonna put an abandoned place 
uh, other than uh, the the psychiatric hospital, but it was like it's not open to the public. And then I'm kind of like I'm I'm not really an urban explorer to any full extent that I would want to encourage people. But um, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love abandoned places, I I decided to put the one that did have the one tour, and that you know uh, it's it it's only open once a year, so you, I I don't think you can go. Like right now, I couldn't go there. Uh, it's still an active facility, and it is a safety mm-hmm. security concern uh, that you go only when it's open to the right. public. You know, those risks are always going to be involved in those things. So use your own discretion in terms of that. You know, you guys are all smart people. We understand. You understand. <laughs> but uh, this is a perk. Cause I, here, let me let me bring up uh, my next um, my next place uh, real quickly, uh, and they're they're kind of all conglommed together. Yeah, um, go ahead. I, I my next my next piece is going to be ser- something similar. In that well, regard. when I was a kid, I used to go to Lake George, New York, with with, with my parents. And my partner uh, grew up in yes, Lake George. Yes, and Lake George has it's a beautiful scenery. It's a beautiful beautiful town. It is a little touristy, but I think what makes it unique is it's kind of like the 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 start to the Adirondacks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. And it's got. It's got a it's a beautiful little little town and there's a cool little spot uh, on the side of Lake George. There's an X and there's like a little pavilion. There's like an X on the ground and if you stand there, apparently it's supposed to sound like you're in, you're in a tunnel. Although you're out in the the wide open, if you stand there, I guess the wind or however it works makes it sound like you're in a tunnel. Yeah, really? like as if you put your head into a into a seashell and. I wonder if that's where the term wind tunnel came from. In it's that called sense. the mystery spot of Lake George, and uh-huh. I would I would love to go check that out. Uh, a little yeah, history awesome. on Lake George here. Uh, it's the birthplace of the vacation. That's what they call it. H.H. Uh, oh. H. Murray started to tell Americans what he found uh, back in 1868, and it's it's he had a book called The Adventures into the Wilderness. And uh, I, I picked up a couple of uh, books about 1800s wilderness in America because that's why back in the late 1800s is when national parks started to become a thing. Is this like when pioneer times happened? This is, this is, after, no, this is after pioneers. Uh, 18, after pioneers, Late okay. 1800s, um, there still were... So yeah, people, still people were settled, yeah, essentially. Yeah, there still were, uh-huh. uh, there still were uh, pioneer towns. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But, uh, but they were settled yeah, this, at that this point. Yeah, this is after the Civil War. So okay. it is kind of the Wild West era, um, but it's that that's that is more West, and um, so now going out into the wilderness started to become a, a luxury that people now started to do, and it mm. all started, I believe, in the <clears throat> you know with us discovering the great lands out west. Of course, I think Teddy Roosevelt was the first president who uh, made a national park. Because he, he went to oh. these parks and was in awe by the beauty. He had to protect it for all Americans. And without getting into too much history of uh, the national park system, I did watch a documentary about national parks uh, a while back where they, they go into detail uh, why this love for national parks started in the late 1800s. And one, it, it, one of the books started in Lake George. So I would love to go check out that town. Uh, I would love to go stay there, and you know, I, 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 it's one of my plans to go and start hiking the Adirondack Mountains. But when I went there with my partner uh, back in August, 
or it's like September. It, it's it, it's like a different world. <clears throat> You're so close to to you know a bustling city around you, and then an hour or so out into the woods you do feel like you're by yourself. You do feel like you're in the, the solitude of the wilderness. And it's it's not that unobtainable where you have to drive across the country to go find it. It's I feel like right in, the, in my backyard here, which this would... It sounds like it's This right was one of the reasons why I wanted to move to upstate New York. <clears throat> to see this wind was tunnel? To, was, no, it was just to camp and hike and experience yeah. the mountains up here. And <clears throat> without doing too much research, I found a lot more... Uh, another town is Lake Placid. Uh, that's Ooh, that's I heard, in the northern part of the Adirondacks. I heard good things about Lake Placid. Uh, beautiful town. I believe they had uh, the Winter Olympics was there in the 80s. So there's, there's mm-hmm. the old um, Olympic ski jump I went past. I saw that when I was up there. Uh, this is where I went to Wilderness. That's, that's I went cool. to Wilderness uh, Peak Park, I believe was, is what it's called, where I, I hiked Mount Joe, the smallest of the Adirondacks. Um, but <laughs> when we got to the top... And we look down into the valleys. It's just green, rolling mountains, and it's so beautiful. It's so quiet. The air is so crisp and clean. The night sky is so. You said it in Hawaii uh, earlier. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's it's like it's 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 a part of this world that is nature and is amazing, and I want to experience it more on a spiritual level uh, than 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 a tourist economic level i guess you know, for you know better way to put it uh and you know i i do think my god what i know as what my god and universe is is out in the woods is out in nature is part of the living organism that is earth and i want to experience that john everywhere across this country Sean, I couldn't agree with you more in that sense. My favorite, one of my favorite activities to do uh, on my leisure time is to camp, and uh, you know, I, I I know that you love doing like the backpack camping. Um, I know that's that's your thing. I I prefer to have something like a tent myself, uh, a little bit bigger, something that I can have a semi permanent glamping, glamping and, if you will. Uh, a little, I'm gonna call it glamping because you know I bring I bring a butane uh, you know stove with me and I do cook. We're gonna do so. that. We're gonna go. Um, I would love to I already, do that. I already That'd have so some campgrounds that we can go back to. Hell yeah, uh, would love that. Would love. Hell that. yeah, man. And I, I can't I can't tell you how often I find myself truly appreciating the moment when I'm surrounded by nature. You know. Yeah, it's as you were just spiritual. describing. And and it is spiritual. To, to tie it into what, what I said about um the neon boneyard is the people that you do meet out there uh, are amazing people. And it's because you're so few and far in between humans. When you're out in mm-hmm. the wilderness and you do find somebody, talk to that person. Get to, you know, have a real conversation. Have a real human conversation. Don't just, you know, smile and walk by. I mean, sit down and talk to that person. What brought them out there? You know, what? why did they go hiking? Find out, you know, I, I would love to go meet more of these people. Um, I met a Me we too. met a cute couple who was uh, who was uh, uh, hiking the uh, the Adirondack peaks. There, I think they were doing it all within a couple of months of each other. It's uh, it's a lot of peaks. I think it. I'm sure I think it, it is. Actually, I think this is like their third year actually doing it. But uh, sorry if they're listening. Uh, but but um, <laughs> no, it's 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 the perfect place to learn how to how to really camp and hike without being put into a dangerous situation. I mean, it is dangerous that there are bears. It is dangerous. 
Uh, you can definitely get hurt, lost, and killed. But I feel like it's more obtainable for me uh, with how close it is to, to where I'm living right now. <clears throat> so wow. I'm excited to, to continue going on that, on that path. I, I would love to see that, Sean. I yes, really would. Yes, it's, it's In fact, you called me when I had just gotten to the top of one of the mountains. Uh, I th- oh, I, think I remember that. I was in that. Vermont at that point, actually. I think it was in the Green Mountains. But you had called uh-huh. me, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm getting service right now. But, John, I'm sorry. I'm experiencing the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, and you're, you're entitled to do that. <laughs> uh, so, John, what do you have next for us? Well, I have a grouping of um, places in terms of this. Uh, supposedly, it's more of a phenomenon that happens throughout the country, more so in one specific spot, but it is uh, gravity roads. Ooh. Yeah, gravity roads. Now, this is kind of cool because it doesn't require any money to do it. There's several locations in which you can go to, uh, say, for instance, in Texas, Maryland, Massachusetts, obviously New Jersey, because New Jersey's weird. Uh, even a couple in New York, too, pal. And, um, you know, how the story goes in this sense is that they are very all similar, but all have their own kind of skeptical reason as to why they may be doing that. So most involve at least one violent death in a spirit of some kind that pulls or yes. pushes your vehicle uphill. The preferred scientific method of testing this anonymous rose is to pull your car up to the spot in question, throw it into neutral, and remove your foot from the brake. Now what supposedly happens during these is uh, your car will begin to ever so slowly roll backwards and if there's a hill involved usually roll up the hill backwards as moved by some unseen force of hand now there have been several investigations done by this and uh, weird us took the liberty of doing one themselves and they said investigating uh, so we've investigated several places where the forces of gravity have flouted and it really does work. The sensation can be very disorienting and unsettling. <laughs> the more concrete evidence of the spectral phenomenon will often sprinkle flour or baby powder onto the car's hood or bumpers to look for any kind of handprints left afterwards. Now, some claim that these states of anti-gravitational pull are just merely optical illusions, and they could very well be. However, they got a little feisty on this, is what they said, is while they, in fact, they are facing down, to these people we say this, we can tell our ups from downs and high roads from the low roads. Sometimes all it takes is a little imagination to make a real joyride out of just another beaten path. And Amen. I have to applaud them Amen, myself, man. you know, because why take the magic out of it, and that's you know? What he, oh, it's an optical Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, you can look at it as gravity. The hills are facing one way and the road is technically going down, but... Again, with, 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 with Hawaii, make it fucking magical, goddammit. Yeah. This is why we're all bitter and, and angry, was, because we're, we suck the right. life out of everything. Sometimes we forget that the miracle, the little miracles of life happen throughout our, uh, on, throughout our, 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 our process, and we are often not paying attention to Why do you to think them? kids are so happy, man? Why do you think kids are so happy? Oh, I totally agree with that, you know? Why do you think kids are happy? Why do you think that people that have, like, the ability to live on life on life's terms as happy exactly you know i mean, I mean it's it's just a matter of perspective it really. really is man you know uh going back to some of these things you know we have gravity hill and gravity hill is something that sean and i believe myself have been to once or twice and um 
uh, similar thing where we stop at the end of the hill and then yeah. supposedly the car rolls That's right the one back with the, up. with the railroad tracks, right? I think that is, yeah, I think Gravity Hill is that. There's another one called Magnetic Hill that's also off of the Turnpike in Sussex County, uh, New mm-hmm. Jersey. And North uh, Jersey. they have some, yeah, North Jersey. Uh, that was an anonymous tip. Let's see here. A magnetic Hill Mystery Spot. You said, I, I like, know there's one in California, too. I actually I saw that on weirdus.com. I'm, I'm looking on here to see if there was something. In, uh, here's one of uh, – I, I wrote down Legend of Spook Hill, which Ooh, you're in, from uh, the central Florida yeah, area. Yeah, I remember Spook Hill. I, I didn't go there. I was I wanted to. Yeah, so I, I wanted to read the legend uh, supposedly as to what this ha- what happened to this individual. Central Florida is home of the uh, one of the home of the nation's many gravity hills, officially known as Spook Hill. It lies in a residential section of Lake Wales in Polk County, and originates in a legend from the regions of the Seminole Indians. The story goes that a large alligator in the nearby lake. I did this because of the alligator. <laughs> the story goes that a large alligator in the nearby lake would raid the village and drag its victims into the murky. True story. True story. Under a sh- really? <laughs> wow. Under a shaman's guidance, <laughs> the chief set forth to kill the alligator and battled with it for a month. A whole oh, month yeah. of just fighting one alligator, dude. Can you imagine? Why is that a movie. <laughs> I don't know. It should be. MGM, get on this. As the Indians watched the lake turn blood red, the chief emerged victorious. After this battle, the nearby hill was haunted by the spirit of either the alligator or the chief, depending on who's telling the tale. The anti-gravity phenomenon comes to the attention of migrant farm workers who notice that their carts seem to move backward uphill whenever they traveled the road. After after the thoroughfare was paved, motorists experienced a similar phenomenon. This gave birth to a new attraction in Lake Wales. The town has set up signs and marks the spot on the road where the mystical journey begins, and the famous anti-gravity attraction gets many visitors. Uh, Spook Lake is located on North Avenue. To find it, ask anyone where the Spook Hill Elementary School is. The road runs adjacent to it. Yep, and that's cool that they they, they do. I have seen the pictures where they, they do label it on the road and that they let people do it. Um, a lot of the uh, gravity hills I saw um, are in residential streets. So look up the one that's near you and make sure it's open or you're allowed to do that uh, because yeah. you don't want to block guys, traffic. Like said, you don't want to piss neighbors yeah. off. Uh, make sure yeah. it's welcome. Remember to be mindful. Yes, make sure it's yeah. welcome, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, don't, don't just assume because you're going to be that person. And I don't want to encourage that person. Yeah, we don't want to be like that, guys. Respect thy neighbor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because like anybody can do that. Uh, it, it it requires zero money to do, part, just enough to get gas in your tank. The best part about that is you can do that while you're heading to something else. You know? Yeah, make absolutely. It a day trip. You can just use that as a quick yes, stop and then it, yes. you know carry on to whatever you were doing. Um, I, that's actually perfect. Um, that's a perfect segue into what I was going to do in my, my next place. Uh, this is this can be on the way to my last destination, but my, my number three, and it's real short, not a lot of history that I could that I, I looked up, the world's longest candy bar counter, or candy counter. Whoa, candy counter? Yep, at, at 112 feet, found, in, oh found at God. Chutters in Littletown, New Hampshire, it's, it's not just a bunch of, it's not just, you know, it's, it's also hard to find candy. But me and my inner child, I love candy. I love going to candy yeah. shops. 
and this would be like the holy grail of candy shops that I would go to. Quick, quick, quick question to lay on you. What is your favorite type of candy from those kind of places? Oh, that's not fair. You're going to put me on the spot. Uh, I love sour candies. Any any, any kind you of like hard sour candies? sour candies. Yeah. Um, like Warheads yes. almost? In fact, I, I have a giant Warhead thing up here. I'm not going to grab it right now yeah, <laughs> but right but i love uh i love like um sweet tart candies like sour sweet tart candies yeah um i i always lean towards like if i'm like going down the shore or something i'll go into like some of those old candy yes! shops and i always get the salt water yes! taffies Dude, and those are my my usual go i love i love the that. big the big bars where you can pick your make your own bags oh yeah um, i love that stuff. that's what that's what i love and uh I, in this place it says it's not just any candy. It's hard to find candy. So it gave a couple lists of candies, but it's, you know, stuff that I already am aware of, but I want to go check mm -hmm. it out. VisitNewEngland.com has a bunch of this stuff. Uh, the longest candy you are. I, I'm going to read off a couple of them real quick right now, actually. Yeah, I'm curious to know what they have. Maybe they have, like, like weird things, like... Nico wafers or some uh, shit. So that's, this is where I found. Um, actually, this website is uh, onlyinyourstate.com. Um, mm -hmm. oh, this is the New York site. I, I apologize, but this is where I found the. There's a, there's a pet cemetery. There's Prophet Isaiah's Second Coming House at Niagara Falls, which Whoa. is a, a really decked out, beautiful, painted house. This is where I found uh, cool. the mystery spot in Lake George, and uh, I think like the world's smallest church. <laughs> I think you should put that link to yes, that website yes. onto, I'm gonna, the, uh, onto the video. I'm going to put them all. The, the, the largest roll of Lifesavers is, is in New York. Whoa. Uh, the Drain Tile Museum, I think. Is, yeah, that's close to you. Wait, the, the Drain the Tile drain Museum? Tile Museum. It's like a museum full of old drainage pipes, like made out of wood and like ceramics and stuff. And old tile? Yeah. I would be down it's for that, Geneva. honestly. That's like real close to me. Uh, yeah, we should do that. The world's smallest church is in Oneida, which is like a little tiny... You have to crawl on, on, on your knees. It's a little church on, on a lake. Weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just... It, it's, I'll, I'll put the link in the bottom. It's it's full of a bunch yeah. like that. That's so uh, cool. I didn't even know yeah. that was a, a website. Uh, Spook Hill, Middlesex, I see right here, actually. Uh, yeah. We talked about yeah. Spook Hill a little oh, bit. Oh, no. This, this is Spook Hill in New York. Oh, Spook Hill yes. in New York. You know, it's funny that I, uh, I actually have Spook Rock Road... Uh, Rockland County, New York. I have that written down as like uh, what I wanted to talk about, but I saw the Florida one and I thought that would be better. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Spirit, spirits and alligators <laughs> and shit. You know how it is. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put the link. I'll put all, all these links in the descriptions um, of, of of all of our platforms. And it's just there's a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of shit to read. Uh, why? Mm. Um, well, here, uh, give me your third, and then I'll, I'll go into my last one. Oh, I, I thought I thought that was the last one. How many did you tell me? Uh, I have one more. Uh, you got you got oh, one did more. You I also did have. Did you start? I also have one more. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I, I, I did start. Yeah. So I was saving this one for last because this is truly one of my my Same. most desired areas that I want to go to, and it's actually kind of it, it is far, Sean, but it is realistic. And where I want to go and talk about right now is the Georgia Guidestones. <gasps> oh my God, this is perfect. Guy, continue. Sorry, go, go, continue. Yeah. So, um, as the story goes, and there's, it, it's a long segment, ladies and gentlemen. So if you don't, if you want to fast forward another five minutes or so, or you don't want to hear the history. About <laughs> I'll put a timestamp. Shame on you, I'll first put a of all. I'll timestamp on the video. <laughs> understandable. 
relatable. I've been there. So here it goes. The Georgia Guidestones. Late on a Friday afternoon in May 1979, a man walked into the office of Joe Fenley Sr., president of Albertson Finish Company, and introduced himself as R.C. Christian. He informed Fenley that he wanted to order a monument. Fenley explained that his company was a wholesaler and not involved in individual orders. Then he told me what he wanted, Fenley told Boyd Lewis, a writer from Brown's Guide to Georgia. The size, as he described it, was so large that it was unreal. There had never been a monument this large done in Alberton, and Alberton is the granite capital of the world. Uh, uh, fact check that is considered the uh, uh, granite capital of the world. True. Uh, yes, what Christian was asking for a miniature Stonehenge that would be called the Guidestones. His motivation was that it would be for the conservation of the world and to herald the coming of an age of region. Reason. As he left, he said, my name isn't Christian. It's just the, follow- the teaching of Jesus Christ. And I represent a group of Americans who believe as I do in God and country. How weird that he, like, you know, went to this guy and completely gave him the, 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 the things to build the Georgia Guidestones, but no information about it. He emphasized that they were patriots who lived outside Georgia and stipulated that their organization would never be revealed. So shrouded in mystery and all of that. Then he said, I'd never, then he said, I'd never see him again. And I haven't. <laughs> Fenley thought the mysterious stranger was in his fifties, spoke with a Midwestern accent and was well-educated. Christian then visited Wyatt C. Martin, president of a granite of Granite City Bank, and made a large deposit to finance the monument. Martin required Christian to reveal his real name and his organization, but promised I would never reveal their identity or where the money came from. Christian sent two missives to Findlay and Martin during the construction of the monument. The letters contained long-winded phrases such as "Make mankind more willing to accept the system of limited international law." Wow. Uh, Every one of us is but a small, significant bit of the infinite. We must live in harmony with the infinite. These messages, to, the messages to be inscribed on the Gaia Stones was divided into ten guides, which some now consider an age of ten commandments introduced by these guide stones to the age of region, reason they read. Now, some of these are kind of some things that I agree with. Like, for instance, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Yep. officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Uh, prize truth, beauty, love-seeking, harmony with the mm-hmm. infinite. Now, those things are kind of some of the stuff that I get behind. And uh, some of the other ones are a little bit <sighs> questionable. I, I, I'm the trying one to, I don't they, like. They seem unreasonable. Yeah, the one I don't like. There's but... a couple. I, I think I know which one it is. Maintain humanity under $500 million in perpetual balance with nature. That's, yeah, that's... Uh... Now that's a heavy one to get across because there's how many people on the on this globe? We, we would have to we have to evolve to a point where humans stop producing for a while, and mm-hmm. because we're ne- we're never going to see that number again unless we leave, or we stop producing people. And right, and I agree yeah. with some of those things. The other things that I saw were kind of odd. Were like, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Repeated twice. Um, making the understatement as to who is really in charge here and its nature. Um, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. I don't know if I feel how eugenics. I feel about the guiding <laughs> rep- eugenics portion of it. We, we've been down that road before in history. Nazis. 
Uh, I'm going to continue where I left off here. The non-dimensional, because it gets a little stranger here. The non-dimensional denominational wording was intended to appeal to all religious, cultural, and political groups and would appear in eight languages, including English, Spanish, uh, Mandarin, Arabic, Hebrew, Russian, Swahili, and Hindi. Christian returned once to see Martin, bearing a model of the Guidestones. It incorporated the astronomical alignments of England's Stonehenge, so they were copying certain things that uh, ancient civilizations were using. The stones were cut appropriately at Pyramid Quarry. Foreman Joe Davis said that the unique shape of the stones and the fact that they were only 19 inches wide required a week of work to produce just one of them. The ten guides were engraved on the eight sides of the slabs, while the capstone containing the following inscription let these be guides to an age of reason in four archaic languages. Do you want to guess what they are, Sean? Four archaic? Would it be uh, Hebrew, Arabic, uh, Chinese, and English? Or not, English, uh, English wouldn't be one of them. Uh, Latin? No. Uh, well, classical uh, yeah, Greek, Greek Sanskrit. Um, yep. Egyptian? Hieroglyphs? Yep. Close. Uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs, yes. Um, and one that you missed was... Babylonian cuneiforms. I always miss the Babylonian cuneiforms. I know, ah. I know. <laughs> you know how it is with them Babylonians and their cuneiforms. Uh, it's hard to keep putting attention. Beautiful hanging gardens, though. Love the hanging gardens. Right, beautiful. The hanging gardens. Are they still Ooh, there? Oh, that's... Uh, we've that's never like found it. Yeah, we've never world? found it. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, uh, Frank Cog Cogan... Uh, a local quarry owner donated five acres of land to the county for the site of the Guidestones. The spot has commanding views to the east and west, the directions in which the stones are oriented for the sun rises and sunsets on the summer and winter solstices. Workers evacuating a foundation, excavating a, a foundation for the monument, and those who erected it heard inexplicable sounds atop the windswept hill and complained of feeling dizzy or lightheaded during construction. Uh, the finished stones were transported to the permanent location and laboriously hauled into position. After nine months of painstaking work, the monument was finished. It measures 19 feet, 3 inches in height, taller than Stonehenge, and weighs Ooh. 119 Shit. tons. The complex rests on a base of five support stones weighing a combined 22,000 pounds. God, Only 100 people, and this is the weirdest part here, <clears throat> Uh, I don't. Only 100 people appeared for the March 19, un, 1980 unveiling, where the ceremony concluded. One local minister proclaimed that he and his congregation don't think Mr. Christian is a Christian. He believes that the monument was for sun worshippers, for cult worship, Ugh. and devil oh, worship. Oh, get out of here! A wide, I know, right? A wide variety of people visit the guidestones, including uh, UFO buffs and uh, supposed uh, uh, Wicca. I'm not sure if you're Wiccans, familiar yeah. with Wicca, mm -hmm. Wiccan, Wiccan, Wiccan um, mm -hmm. beliefs. Many are drawn by the belief that the unique astronomical alignments to the sun and moon and the location combine to emit a powerful energy field, which could be true because they do have, they have um, um, vortexes mm -hmm. in, in in Arizona in, in in like that area of Sedona uh, that have similar kind of powerful energy fields. It's realistic that this could be on like a a, a, a ley line as well. Yeah. Um, so that's very possible as well. Um, and I'm going to finish it up here. A former mayor admitted that there have been some occult type things going on out there. Also, tribal ritualistic dancing and nude dancing. 
But he emphasized there has always <laughs> there has also been Christian activities there and even weddings. The curious by the thousands visit every year from across the United States, Canada, and Europe to see the guides. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I that's been on my list for years, John. Years. I always wanted to see this. I want to see like you know all the uh, all all of the commandments that they have on there and uh, see some of the some. I, I I mean, there's a lot of mysteries involved. Like first of all. Why would they write it in those four ancient languages like that? Do you uh, think? I think like the Rosetta Stone. It's if this is yeah. found thousands of years in the future, this is how you can connect the languages and translate them accurately. Uh, I think that's one of the purposes uh, because it, all of our books and all of our uh, data on hard drives can all get destroyed. Concrete lasts or uh, granite lasts for millions of or thousands and hundreds of thousands of millions of years uh, so while everything else in society is gone these stones will remain like ancient stone like the the, the pyramids like how yeah. uh, we have the the hieroglyphs exactly. and, and the cuneiforms. they lasted for thousands and thousands of years so this was built to last for thousands of years and i think it's it's a way to connect the dots for future humans or uh advanced species that may or may not find Earth before or after humans yeah. existed. You know, and personally, when I first read this story, I, I, I kind of thought it was, like, a threat. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it was a threat made in yeah, stone. because one of them is, like, and unite humanity with a living new language. Yeah, I, I, I didn't put that, I didn't yeah, read that part because I was kind of like, skipping ahead. But, yeah, unite humanity with a living language was one of those things. Protect English, people you know? and nations with fair laws <laughs> and just. Uh, here's one that uh, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court, which makes you feel like they're leaning towards, like, a new world That's order. That's what I read thing. here, too. Um, I, I do think, yeah, I mean, without getting into our personal beliefs, I do think there is mm. a cool message here. But I can also warp this and make it a really bad message, too. And that's why I think it's yeah. so beautiful about this is you can make it kind of what you want. I mean, it was left open-ended. It was put in the, in the right. most popular languages on Earth. And, you know, I get that. Uh, it kind of does suck because people can make this into a bad thing. But I, you can't control but that. you can do you that in almost anything. Yeah, you anything. can't control that. And we shouldn't control that. And we shouldn't tell people that we're right and they're wrong. And, you know, I, I do think that... Maybe after an apocalyptic event, we should go to the guide Maybe stones. Maybe this would be <laughs> beneficial. Yeah, uh, and and that's a one point I wanted to bring up. Um, where they're they're situated, um, I believe, uh, seven hundred and fifty feet on a on a on a on a rise. On a rise um, or a hill, about or something. ninety metals, ninety miles from the Atlantic Ocean, and oh, no, sorry, ninety miles east of Atlanta. Uh, I forget how many miles from the ocean, but. If the water levels rise due to rising ocean levels or the ice caps melting, they say yeah. where the guidestones are is going to be the new coastline of Georgia. So really? that's why they were put there because they would last a flood. They would last the water rising up as high as it can, and these will still be there. That's really yeah. interesting. So I do think it's an environmental uh, message. Um on the physical and written down. Uh, but the whole population control, uh, you know, I do think internationalism, we, we kind of have to keep going in that direction because we've already opened those doors. We can't close them. 
But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a beautiful. I would love to go check it out. I definitely want to stand there. Yeah, and, feel and the energy. And, and and you can definitely just go there. Uh, the the you can just type in Georgia Guidestones, and it'll take you exactly to where the the location of the Guidestones yep. are that you can go and see. Um, pretty neat to think about in here. It, it it makes me kind of wonder, like, what's the deal with this Mister Christian guy yeah. was? Who was the organization that he was supposedly representing? <laughs> what conspiracy? <laughs> you know. I, I, and I know it's all conspiracies, but it it, it it wouldn't be bad to have an answer or some kind of, you know, line up of but again, how those events occurred I do th- and who is pulling those strings. I, I think for people like you and me, we would love an answer. But I think for all of humanity kind of together, if you have if you have a clear and cut answer, that's where idealism kind of takes over. And then... Mm-hmm. You know, population control goes from being a help to humanity to, you know, kill all of these people or hurt all of these people. That's what happens when you give ideas kind of a birthplace. And even history can warp those and change that. And history is written by the winners. And there's a a lot we can we can we should have an episode where we just talk about this. Um, yeah, we really should. I, I, I think that this has so many questions that I have desires to find the answers to. And, um, you know, it, it's a great big world out there. The U.S. is a large place, you know. Uh, there's so many of these mysteries. There's well, so many no, of this these. Is, this is perfect, yeah. Uh, 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 possibilities of going and getting out of your own way a little bit. Now, like, you can see these as however you wish to. Me personally, I see these as checklists, you know, check marks of what I want to do and what I want to experience and why those things are important to me. So, yeah, um, that was my that was my 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 one place that I definitely want to see. Well, John, this is a perfect segue. I can't even tell you. This is why I wanted to keep it a secret from each other, because um, it's just how 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 you and me kind of think on the same paths uh, every once in a while. We, we, we really do have similar kind of so points of views when it comes my to my last one that I wanted to dive into, not not too not too big, I, I, I'll wrap this up real soon, um, is now the Georgia Guidestones is nicknamed the American Stonehenge. Now, did you know there's another Stonehenge in America? I did it's not. It's another place called the American Stonehenge or nicknamed the American Stonehenge. Uh, let me get out the name of it. It's called Mystery Hills Caves. It's in Salem, New oh. Hampshire. Now, this is called America Stonehenge. It's built by native culture or migrant European population. No one knows for sure. It's a maze of man-made <coughs> chambers, walls, and ceremonial meeting places at over 4,000 years old in America. Stonehenge is mostly, like most likely, the oldest man-made construction in the United States. Um, John, really? look up some pictures of it right now, and I'll I'll I'll, fl- yeah, I'm going, I'll flash I'm going, them up. I'm going. Um, Give me the name again. American yeah, Stonehenge. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, the the place is called Mystery Hills Caves. It's in, but it's called Mystery American. Just look Cave. up American Stonehenge, and um, basically it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, rocks that were that were cut using Neolithic tools like other rocks. Oh, look yeah, at that. and it's it's basically it's it's a calendar and it's a it's a compass just like the guidestones, and it was a way of tracking the sun during during the uh, summer solstice and the winter solstice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
Uh, again, it, we're not sure who built it because it could have been uh, the Native American culture and where it could have been um, like Vikings back, not maybe not Vikings, probably before Vikings. Settlers uh, maybe? No, it was way before the settlers. This is 4,000 years old. 4,000? Yes. So oh, this wow. is way before uh, Victorian England or settlers or anything like that. It's interesting how the rocks um, kind of are are like sealed together the way they are. It kind of reminds me of like um, if you look at like pyramids or uh, Incan uh, uh, remains of of their of their cities. How the stones kind of just fit together just perfectly, uh, like 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 I'm seeing in and these how pictures. they did it. So how odd. they did it without cranes or without or common, tools. Yeah, or tools yeah, that we or, use today. Or, or modern technology to do these feats, and yet here they are. So, so what's odd. amazing about this? Um, it's whoever built it. Whoever built it knew astronomy. They knew stone construction. It's like a calendar. It could be used to determine specific solar and lunar events. Uh, the what the 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 uh, who who owns it now? They have master stonemasons and astronomers that are on their their um, their their crew, and they study this stuff and they they constantly find uh, new things. And what's really cool about this is uh, one of the uh, owners, or I think the president of the society, found out that uh-huh. it lines up with Stonehenge. When you look through the solstice, it lines right up with really? the European Stonehenge. So you said the guide stones point to Stonehenge. This Stonehenge points to the other Stonehenge. I mean, yes, How we're on a sphere. You can put a line connecting anything. But this is particularly interesting because one of the rocks, that's the point that, that they're talking about. And we do know Stonehenge is most likely a, a calendar in itself. And... I don't think the same. I don't think the same cultures built these, but they were definitely built by humans. And I would love well, to go I mean, check this out. I would love to check it out too because it has like I, I follow like a lot of. I know this sounds stupid, but ancient alien uh, yes. uh, uh, no. history. I love that kind of information, and I love knowing about like ancient civilizations, four thousand year old civilizations. And why did they build these things? Was it just for their houses? Why do they need to track the movement of the celestial spheres? Why do they need to figure out how far in advance they can project uh, calendars like the uh, the Mayans did? Why did they do yeah. those things? I mean, it's it's a it's really amazing. And and just to to hear these guys how they how they believe this place was built using using rocks to cut rock. It's just you have to have so much spirit and and want and will to to do this, you know. Yeah, for sure. And like, I just I, I I am always in awe of stuff like that, and I would love to go check out and talk to people who who live there and work there. Uh, they also have an alpaca farm. I believe the alpacas live there to to eat the grass and stuff. Fucking love so alpacas. So we can go fucking check coolest. out alpacas. They're the coolest of those <laughs> of those by. Bipedal uh, uh, bovine? What are they called? Bovine? Bovines? Yeah. <laughs> bovine. I'm not sure if it's really a bovine. I think or they not, have hooves. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Alpacas so have Give hooves. me a comment in the comments and we'll we'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Hey guys, listen. <laughs> Check fact, uh, fact check this for us. Uh, do uh, alpacas have uh, hooves for us? Uh, <laughs> make, make, make sure you, you tell us how dumb we are. Thank you. So um yeah, and 
there's also like Golem Cave, I think, is nearby, which is another uh, place that has like uh, settler graffiti that's carved into the walls from like the 1600s. I would love to go see wow. that. That I, I would imagine see, seeing dude. a kid back in the 1800s or 1600s carve his name into a into a rock and to go look at that. I I think that that stuff's amazing. I agree, Sean. Wow. So, yeah, I we got a we we got a list, we, my friend, between the two we of us. We have a starting list, and I'm. We have a starting list now. I think that we should save the Florida thing for when we can successfully do that. But these things, like by driving by car, I mean, realistically, throughout the entire U.S. continental, we can hit yes. these things. We can go. And you can here do it safely. You can and, do it safely. And do it uh, safely. Even the American Stonehenge, it has a it has a contactless check in. They have COVID procedures to go visit this place, so they are open. Uh, and yeah. a lot of these places are off the beaten path, so you're not going to find a lot of people there anyway. And right. And if you and if you do want to know more just about the history of these places and whether or not like your state has some cool shit to go to, or even if you just want to read a book, I do highly recommend this. Yes. Uh, again, it is weird U.S. Link in the, do- link uh, in the Mar- bottom. Yep, Mark Moran uh, and Mark Skewerman. I I don't know. Close <laughs> enough. Um, really fantastic to 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 know just like what's out there, you know, keeping that magic happening, keeping the possibility of what perfect. if a real a real a real perfect outcome. way perfect way to say that. Keep the magic alive. Keep your spirits high and go meet people yeah. and 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 love the world that you live in, you know? That's right. And yeah, we we'll start with, with America right now because it's our backyard, but who knows what the future might hold. I would love to go to Italy, yeah. John. I would love to see the, the pyramids. I would love to go Should to Australia. You, I still want to go to yeah, Burma. I wanna see, yeah, Crikey. Exactly. I want to see, see all these places. I want to see Hobbiton yeah. in New Zealand. Oh really? I, go. I just want to go to New Zealand. I want to go. So this can be our 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 gateway, our first door. This is gonna be the first of yeah. the series. Uh, we're gonna I think once a month we'll we'll have a a, a weird U.S. or a weird um world, uh, you know. Yeah, man, I think that would be I like, awesome. I like picking like four, the, so we'll, we'll keep that going. Yeah, I I think that we should make this a, like a regular yeah. segment and uh, part of our show, and. Um, you know, we were just talking recently about how we wanted to uh, love others in the sense of um, acknowledging them. And I know that we had one or two people reach out to us recently, um, and one of them was a question for us. And if you wanted to read that question, oh, yeah. Sean. Yeah, I got, a, I, got a, I got a listener email. I was really excited. Uh, this is our first yeah, one. Yeah, first listener email. <laughs> how cool is this? I told – you know, we've, we've been saying that we've been do, we would do this. And, uh, you know, guys, uh, as unscripted as we are in a lot yes. of these scenarios, we <laughs> we're, often we're getting forget better. that you guys have things to say. We're getting better at this too. Hi, I wanted to reach out. Uh, what made you two want to start doing this? Uh, I love it a lot. Keep, oh, sorry, love, love what you're doing. Keep it up. And that was um, Miss Terrarium, Miss Terraria. Um, I apologize. I am horrible at, at reading uh, email names. Uh, it could be Miss Terrarium. But uh, Miss Terrarium, thank you for reaching out. And John, yeah. what, why did we start doing this? You know, Sean, that's a really good question. And. Um... I oftentimes don't really have the best answer, I think. Um, what I feel like I wanted to start this conversation with you or start this podcast was simply for a way to reconnect with uh, one of my truly closest friends 
uh, that I grew up with. So that was really cool because it, it, it started to heal, I don't know, like this this connection to my past, you know? And those were the, like the, my first four thoughts in terms of that. However, as we started to continue the show, I started to love what we talked about. I started to remember, like, these are positive role uh, 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 actions for, for men, you know? And we talk about things that oftentimes, as a male figure, are difficult to talk about. You know, I realized that myself personally, and yet here I am talking about it with Sean. And <clears throat> I wanted to continue that. I always go on to the belief that you get what you put into this world. And um, and I wanted to live by an example of that, honestly. No, that's uh, I couldn't put that any any better. Um, what what start what this started out with, I think, was you know, a way for us to, to talk. I had I had done a couple of solo talks myself, and I, I felt the release, and I felt better for even if nobody was listening, uh, just just to share that that story or that struggle for that day. And I learned so much already talking with you. And oh my god, yeah, I feel like I'm actually like restoring <laughs> a part of my brain that, that I, I didn't lost. know existed. Yeah, and you like know? and learning about the the country we live in, and you know, not only learning how to communicate between between us, but uh, we're gonna have more people on on this show soon, and I yeah, wanna right. I wanna again, uh, Miss Terrarium, you know, thank you for reaching out, and I wanna keep that that line of communication open, you know, uh, I I encourage more questions to be asked, and we'll we're always we'll try and answer as many as we can. Uh, now it's easy because we're not getting a lot, so shoot us an email. Yeah, so. Yeah, fire away, uh, yeah, boys. And, and you guys, if you want to give anyone, if everyone wants to give topics or, or discussions to talk about that, that they want yeah, to talk about or they want that, to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Because our second, um, someone messaged me on SoundCloud and said, thanks, uh-huh. for the ang- thanks, for the, thanks for the anger chat. You needed to hear that. That's from Mark. Uh, Mark, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, Mark, thank you for being part of this uh, podcast because we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys and and what what i think is perfect for for that comment is the anger discussion i think was you know and i think we're going to do another deep dive into anger in the future because there's so much we did not we did not touch on and i do think it's it needs to be an ongoing we we really just hit the uh the tip of the iceberg yeah it needs to be an ongoing discussion i agree much like every discussion that we've had so far is going to continue and, and leap on to the next episode and you know i think reaching out and seeing this country and, and talking to people is a great way to to build your self esteem, to to be less cynical, less mm-hmm. angry, and to treat everyone with love and compassion unconditionally. Unconditional love. If yep. we can, if we can get that to be the norm, like like you love your your puppies, John. You love them. I love no those ma- damn they, puppies. It doesn't matter if they can't read or if they they don't listen. It doesn't matter how many you, times they poop on the floor. Them. I love them. If we can do that to humans. If we can stop giving just conditional love to humans, we can make this world a better place. We're not going to need the Georgia Guidestones. You know, we're not going to need mm-hmm. all these, all those horrible history lessons because we've made it a better place. And if I can change one person's opinion or get one person to hear something, then I did my job. I did what I find passion, and I, I want to keep doing that. That's what I, 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 I agree with that. you, Sean. And I just want to piggyback on that a little bit. It's not so much the um, 
reaching out part that we find difficult. It's the part to get started. You know, uh, be adventurous, ladies and gentlemen. Life is too often short to just stay at home and wondering if we're going to be okay. You know, I think that reaching out to strangers and, and individuals and people that you just meet along the road, you know, they have the ability to make a connection with you and make a um, network, if you will. And often we hear the higher, the, the broader the base, the higher the point of freedom. Yep. You know, the more people that you have on your base, the more you have the ability to share those joys with those individuals. You also have the ability to share those woes, too. You know, people aren't meant to really be alone, Sean. No. And I, 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 I feel like we are humans. Uh, we, we need human connections and uh, we desire those things greatly, you know, and maybe having these abilities to explore, you know, weird stuff in the U.S. will allow you to open that door of possibilities. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Thanks for reaching out, Mark. Uh, Miss, Miss Terrarium. Uh, thank you, uh, Barry Pussy, for your comments uh, a couple uh, weeks ago on SoundCloud. Yep. And for... We truly do appreciate hey, them. Uh, keep it coming. Let's keep it going. We can make this community ourselves, and we can... You know, I, 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 we, we did talk about a Discord in the future. Um, once we have more people that are, are, are listening and, and responding, we'll, we'll keep this going. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it to the next step and match the effort that yes. uh, is yes. given. But, uh, but thanks for coming. Out. Thanks for listening to today. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did today. Uh, you've been listening to Johnny Latarp <laughs> and uh, our dear friend, Sean Lechnet. <laughs> and uh, yes, and have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies Peace and gentlemen. Peace out.